When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing great and happy solar eclipse in Scorpio. Today's episode is going out on a Tuesday and it is on the exact day of the solar eclipse in Scorpio. We are back in eclipse season. Eclipse season is going to go for the next two weeks. So this week we have the solar eclipse in Scorpio. Then we'll have one week in between. And then the following week we'll have a lunar eclipse in Taurus. And these eclipses are marking moments for the year. They're in the signs of Scorpio and Taurus. And especially this eclipse is a lot about vulnerability. And it's a lot about transformation. I, I saw a post from The Pattern today on Instagram. And it was actually a really, really good post. If you guys are not familiar with The Pattern, it's this really, really good astrology app. And before, the way the app used to be was more like broad. So they would have, you know, your own patterns, your transits would be like your cycles, etc., But recently, they did a few more integrations where you can now tell what's coming from what and what's related to what part of astrology. And their post was really, really good. So I'm looking at it right now to just see if there's any important reminders I want to leave you with. But ultimately, it's about power and about what is currently keeping you from your power. What is currently hindering you from your true self-empowerment, right? And so this eclipse according to the pattern what they're talking about is how are you afraid of losing your power or what is getting in the way of your own self-empowerment and also how truthfully authentic power doesn't come from a place of wanting to control things right it comes from this surrendered place it comes from trust and in trusting yourself too and i think this is really what this scorpio eclipse is pushing us to really think about And so just some food for thought, explore the themes of depth in your own life. Like what area of your life are you currently feeling more vulnerable in? Is there a lesson there that you're currently learning? Also, I highly encourage you to download the pattern app. It's free. And then you can also see what insights you gathered from that app and what it might be saying for your own particular rising sign, sun sign, etc., But ultimately, I am going to be trying to take it easy this week as much as I can. It's also spooky season. It's Halloween week. So I'm sure this will be both a transformative but also fun week. I still have to figure out what my Halloween plans are going to be, but I'm excited. And on today's episode, it's super aligned with 
this intro because this episode is going to be an astrology focused episode with literally one of my all-time favorite astrologers, Bria Samai. I met Bria in the summer of 2021 through the app Sanctuary. Sanctuary is another astrology app that I love and my favorite part about the app is that you can do live readings like live texting readings with astrologers with psychics with tarot readers it's really really cool and so I've been doing these readings since like March of 2020 since the beginning of the pandemic I've been basically doing monthly readings and at this point I kind of do them like whenever I feel called to or whenever I want extra guidance and I remember this was the summer in between graduating college and moving to New York and there was a I think it was a was it a full moon I think it was a full moon in Aquarius or a new moon in Leo in actually I can't remember what it was but I remember it was around eclipse season in the summer of 2021 or it was a full moon or new moon and I remember I tuned into this app and I got a reading with Bria, and I remember she was just saying the most on-point things. And I had gotten a lot of astrology readings on that app, and I just really resonated with everything that she shared. So I ended up finding her on Instagram, following her, and then I got, like, two other subsequent readings with her on just, like, a more personal level, like, not through Sanctuary app. And every single time I've had a conversation with her, it's just been incredible and transformative in itself and it has opened my eyes to a lot of different new things when it comes to my own birth chart. I remember one of the readings we did was like the year ahead. So she gave me a 2022 reading and it was really, really cool. I still have my notes and I referred back to them every now and then. And just a little bit about Bria. She's a karmic astrologer and she's also a metaphysical mentor and she's worked with millionaires all over the world. And her work is basically the new buzz. She's been on TikTok, on Instagram. She's killing it. And one of my favorite things about her is that the view she brings into astrology is one of destiny. And she really helps me and anyone whose birth chart she looks into connect to karma in the sense of what is karma? What is your destiny? What is your purpose here? What are you learning what relationships are faded in your life, what situations are faded in your life, and how is all of that leading you to evolve as a soul. So I personally really resonate with the way she reads. Also, don't feel intimidated by the word karma. It's not meant in the way that you might think it is meant to kind of portray. We dive into that in the episode as well, but it was a really awesome conversation We dove into a lot of different topics. We talked about soul contracts. We talked about what karma means really and what it means in astrology. We also talked about what it means to navigate Saturnian placements. So Saturn placements being the ones that require the most self-discipline and commitment to self and some of the most transformative placements in our birth chart. So we talk about a lot of different things. She is just amazing. And I think you're going to learn a ton. And also, another exciting little astro update before we dive into the episode. And Bria mentions this in the episode. But we have been having a Saturn retrograde since the beginning of June. I think it was June 4th or 5th. And officially, this week, I think Sunday, October 23rd, Saturn is officially direct. So if you've been feeling a little bit stuck or stagnant and you're finally starting to feel the ball picking back up again, 
momentum being created in your life or just like positive momentum and movement of any shape or form that's Saturn and if you've put in the work since June on to different elements of your life especially you know if you tune into your own chart and you see where Saturn is in your own chart and where Saturn in the sky is affecting your chart now you can get even more insight into the area maybe where you were feeling stuck and where you might be feeling a little bit more dynamic now so anyone with strong Aquarius and Capricorn placements which are both ruled by Saturn will also feel this the strongest so that's a little astrology spiel for you and lots of exciting things Halloween weekend coming up we got eclipse season starting back up again the last time we had these eclipses was in April and May so during Taurus season so we are revisiting some themes from end of April early May and then also Saturn is direct so all very exciting updates also very transformative updates and I'm definitely feeling all this energy and I've been hinting in my posts on Instagram and a little bit on TikTok too for you guys that I'm working on a really big project and I will be letting you guys know more about it soon. I'm just going to keep hinting at it for now, but stuff is moving. Things are in the works in the back end and I'm so, so excited. So I'm definitely feeling the eclipse energy. I'm definitely feeling the Saturn direct energy. I'm definitely feeling all of it. And I'm super excited to dive into this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you love it. If you do, please let me know. Share the episode with a friend. Share it on your stories. Tag me, tag Bria. All of her socials will be listed in the description. So make sure to go follow her, check her page out. And with all of that said, let's dive into this amazing conversation and I'll see you on the other side. I am so excited for today's episode. So welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm (laughs) I'm really excited excited to be on. Me too. So excited. And the first question I always ask any guests is, what is your sun, moon, and rising? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm a new moon baby um, with the Sagittarius sun and moon. And my rising is Aries. So we definitely have that in common because I know you're an Aries rising. <laughs> yes. Wait, I think you might have told me this, but I forgot that you're also yeah. an Aries rising. I love and what it. what happens is I look at you as an Aries rising and I just see the work that you do. And it's so on brand with Aries rising. Okay. Like you have the athletic nature and, you know, it just, it just goes. It's, it's to me, it's the epitome of an Aries rising. And then I look at myself and my Aries rising is squirting my Jupiter and Cancer. And you have a different story, you know, <laughs> I'm not running every morning. It's an ideal for me, but it's really nice to see how these energies end up manifesting through different people and how some people have certain signs and placements nailed down. Mm-hmm. and other people have like <laughs> different tones to it different recipes to it so yeah, yeah I, I love seeing definitely content. <laughs> definitely I mean like it also scares my moon in cancer but I have like also my mercury and my jupiter and like all these other placements in aries which like maximizes the aries energy for sure I absolutely yeah then 
That's and amazing. I love that you have the like double Sag though, which is like so connected to spirituality and astrology. So that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, it's all about philosophy. And that's what I kind of end up talking a lot about is the philosophy of the placement, you know, because it goes further into higher ideals. Like there's a bigger story to Aries. There's a bigger story to all the placements that we know. And that's fun for me. Yeah. (laughs) Different kind of ideals to the table. So true. I love that so much. So before we dive into like some of your areas of expertise that we've talked about before, we started recording could you just share a little bit of like your journey with how you got started with astrology like when you first found it and kind of how it's evolved from that point to now yes okay so a standard I always say that the people who are alive right now this age group of 100 people give or take we're all here really breaking big stigma and what some people consider generational curses and you know ideas and ideologies that have kept people in certain kind of boxes and structures Mm -hmm. and the reason I mentioned this is because I was raised in a really strict religion and it was all about honoring this religion and doing things like astrology and tarot was the biggest no-no and you know we didn't have a lot of rules growing up but one of them was don't even think about looking into the occult magic and things of this nature so you know this is how I was I was born into the religion um it's Jehovah's Witness right Mm -hmm. so fast forward into my 20s I go through what I call now a nodal crisis and my life is really spinned upside down and I went through a really difficult breakup and I never even talk about this publicly because it's so cheesy, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we're, people are here to teach us so many things and that's where we get our biggest lessons from. So completely. And I go, well, I went into this really horrendous breakup and I go, well, what was the purpose of that? What was the, did I really just waste my, a couple of years on, on what happened? And in me yeah. searching for the answers in this, I, you know, I would find myself in the room and I did all the right things. I tried to go to therapy. I went back to the church. I started a healthcare journey. Like I did everything that you're supposed to do. And I was not fulfilled with the purpose. Like, why did this happen? Because it was so much more than just a breakup. And so my search of bringing purpose to that dark moment, because let's consider what Sagittarius is, right? It's always optimistic for the most part. It's happy. And it has high scales of joy and laughter and optimism. But what happens, universal law, you go into the opposition of incredible depression and sadness because you've opened that line of balance. You know, that person has the ability to go into extremes. So I found myself in extremely sad. And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I, what do I do with this? So a lot of the time um, when I was or most of the time I was crying at home, you know, just in my bedroom, I kept hearing, well, you're a Sagittarius, right? And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, on top of all of this, my guides or God is sending me to the devil? Oh, no. I really thought like, whoa, you did something really bad. I don't know what you did, what you put and you pushed. 
so you're walking into hell and I was thinking oh my gosh I'm hearing all these things and kind of looking into my sun sign and I hadn't I didn't know anything about astrology so I basically one day I gave in and I thought to myself I'm just gonna look up Sagittarius and you know if the computer burst in flames right in front of me then that's that's what happens you know I have nothing else to lose yeah going into a year-long journey of trying to heal so you know long story short I googled Sagittarius and within the first paragraph that I read I feel like 10 pounds lifted off of my shoulder and I was like something is here and then I looked up the sign of the person I was with and everybody involved and I was like holy shit oh my gosh it's crazy and it was really the starting point of look into this and one of my friends told me you know you have a whole birth chart a whole needle chart and you know the rest is history I went berserk into it and um eventually started studying so it was that that was my starting point is needing answers and definitions for the soul contracts of why we connect with people what's the purpose of people in our life what's the purpose of people hurting us yeah oh my gosh thank you for sharing that and like opening up about your story but I also really think that for a lot of people they're really dark moments or like you know the like dark nights of the soul or like breakups and like those kind of like tough transitional moments are really what kickstarts like spiritual journeys quests with like astrology or like something bigger than ourselves and like understanding like what does this teach me and like what's the bigger reason for this right now right like why absolutely yeah you're doing your Saturn work people don't want to do it because they don't want to go through those dark night of the souls and I go excuse me that's the skill you need that's what you're going to teach people and make money off of really and make a living yeah exactly exactly and so can you dive into that a little bit more like diving into soul contracts and just kind of how you tie that together with astrology and maybe for anyone listening like different pointers they could have and just like understanding like first of all like what is a soul contract and then second of all like how can they start understanding that through the lens of astrology yeah so soul contracts I think supersede astrology right I think Mm -hmm. astrology is a form of reading soul contracts but they're basically agreements and you can make agreements subconsciously and consciously right that's why you want to always be conscious of like the literal things that you sign on paper um you go get sushi and you're like here's a signature that's a soul contract right um sign (laughs) on the dotted line and even subconsciously if you listen to music and are vibing to a song and you're agreeing to it it's essentially a chant that you're activating right so this is being mindful of the music we listen to and the media it's very occultistic backgrounds so soul contracts are basically agreements that you say yes or no to um and it's all the fine print is in the vocabulary it's in the english language and spelling and the words that we use so being very conscious of how you speak is important because you're activating things with every sentence right it's definite the entire structure of the English language is designated to create soul contracts so words are powerful (laughs) and so what we agree to it ends up having a really big role in our life 
And your entire birth chart is what I consider a soul contract of this lifetime. You know, what am I going to get out of this lifetime? What am I going to work on? How am I going to grow? What's the deal? What's the path towards what my soul wants to do and accomplish? And so the entire birth chart is one soul contract. And then you kind of look at the the, the fine print of the soul, of the birth chart and you're looking at much more detailed, finer soul contracts, like how the planets work together, what's happening with Saturn, um, what his aspects are, what sign that he's in and the house. And these are all details of his contract and how you're working with him. And so when you go to Venus, you're looking at the people that you're contracting to bump into in this lifetime. And, you know, I think that from my experience of, again, reading thousands of charts, over 7,000 at this point, um, people have a lot of potential soul contracts with other humans and souls. And it really depends on the person's free will and where they are in their life that those contracts get activated. So you can have a benchmark of people, of souls that kind of come in and slide in through cycles and phases of life that you're in. And by the way, Caroline, I want you to see these soul contracts. It's like, I'm going to make a soul contract with Stephanie, you know, and Stephanie, you, there is no specific like individual. It's more of the frequency and energy. If yes. I dip into the, right? If I dip in down into this really low frequency, I need a person with this kind of frequency to come in and X, Y, Z in my yeah. life, right? Yeah. So just let me quickly just like see if I understand and like recap everything that you shared. Because before, like when I used to think of soul contracts, like I thought a lot more about like before we come into this lifetime, like before we come into earth in this incarnation, in this body, in this family, like we reflect on our previous lifetimes and we think like, what did I not learn yet that I can then learn in this next one? And like, what challenges is it going to come with? What dynamics is it going to bring? Like, how am I going to embody certain things, etc.? Like, that's what I used to think. But what I understand from what you're saying is that it's a lot more, right? Like a soul contract can be something you like unconsciously agree to by like the music you listen to, by information you consume, by actions you take, etc. And there were also essentially crafting soul contracts throughout our life, like based on our energetic vibration. So like Absolutely. when you're in a certain vibe, like let's say you're in a depression or like if you're, you know, over worrying about something or you're speaking certain things out into existence you're attracting other things that will match that also in the opposite extreme that would apply and then that also dictates like different doors that you would open and different parts of your chart that you would activate and that's our chart and the signs and like all of that is simply just an energetic polarity that would represent like the types of contracts that we like are activating yeah you got it absolutely and uh, to add to your analogies, I like to look at the planets and the signs as math problems, right? Because essentially astrology is a big math problem. <laughs> and, you know, if you're in Aries rising, say, right? And so you you have an algorithm to your energy. What's your, what's your sun sign again? Taurus. Taurus. Okay, yes. I knew this. We know this. Okay. So let's go with Taurus. You're a Taurus sun, right? So 
there's a certain equation to Taurus. So let's say that Taurus is um, seven, right? Or let's go with the smaller number so I can make this easy. Four, you're four. So two plus two equals Taurus. One plus three equals Taurus. Um, and you have all these different kind of ways that you can equate to Taurus. So part of what you get to explore is what equation am I using to express Taurus? And some people are stuck on two plus two and I go, hey, wait a minute, you can do three plus one to enter the frequency that you are in. And that is the best way that I can explain how fate and free will mixes into astrology because they work both connected. They're both intertwined. Yeah. And so the free, the free will relies within your specific math problem. And so. Wow. I love that. I've never heard of astrology be described in that way, like as a math problem and thinking mm -hmm. of like every single element as an equation and how you can rewrite it right because I always say like exactly. there's a light and a uh, shadow side to every single sign every single placement you can activate different ones but thinking about it as like how can you change the equation to get the same result is another right I call it your cosmic algorithm <laughs> this is your cosmic algorithm you have access to fine-tune the equations and also fine-tune your whole algorithm and eventually right the people that are on my one-on-one -on -one mentorship who I see once a week, they are working on fine-tuning their algorithm. And eventually you want to get to the place where you have programmed your algorithm to be for your highest good towards a really solid intention. And you completely omit fear and worry from your life because you've, you've done the work, right? You're crossing off the karma in the chart. You're doing the Saturn you're doing the, you're moving from the south node. So you end up coming to a place of peace where you go, shit, why well, really trust the algorithm that I've set forward? And there's no mistake, your lens completely changes. You know, if you get rejected or something happens, you go, I'm not even tripping, right? Because mm -hmm. I already programmed this. I'm doing the work and I'm, I'm setting things forward. So essentially, I think that's where you want to be. That's, the yeah. goal of how you you work with your birth chart and at enough to go back to living life right enough to like go back to eat doing your favorite things and not taking things so seriously right because you know it's not everything it's not the be all end all it's really just a guide that you check in with but yeah, yeah. it's really soul contracts are being developed 24 7 and even in your dream time, you know, I don't know if you've ever had dreams of like your council talking to you and you're kind of discussing things because I've <laughs> had no. a lot of time. Yes, you know, I, I had a I had a dream of an ex trying to reinstate a soul contract. And that that's actually a fun story because <laughs> it was surprising to me how I remembered it. I was like, thank you for allowing me to remember this. It's really interesting. Um, yeah holy shit like that's a very open third eye right there yeah yeah wow and oh my gosh wild can you elaborate <laughs> a little bit more into like how karma plays into it and like you know you mentioned south node you mentioned saturn like just for anyone listening so they can understand a little bit better like how that 
kind of plays out in astrology like when it comes to like karma and how that ties into soul contracts yeah so karma also supersedes astrology and goes into a universal law and karma is essentially the need of balance okay so when you pour too much into one energy one frequency the universe wants to balance it through the opposition so yeah to remove the spookiness away from karma it's really just balance that happens over time and and this balance is an infinite right it can be within the moment and it can be within lifetimes and so being aware of the karmic energy that you've accrued uh, gives you space um bring in harmony to it so typically we see this heaviness of overpouring energy in the south node right? So north and the south node in astrology are mathematical points of the moon. So it's not a asteroid or planet. It's just the axis point to the moon, the highest and lowest. And the highest is the north star. And that's what we're typically striving to. The reason humans aim towards the north star is because we've looked at it for direction through so many like eons. And it's written in books, sacred books, and we have historical moments that have been discovered in following the North Star. And we look towards it because the universe is growing towards that direction. Mm-hmm. And so it is expected for the human instinctually to also want to do that, to also feel a ping of growth towards the North Star. So what happens is you have to kind of empty out the South Node, which is where the energy is depleted. It's stale. It's, it's not fruitful. It's not fertile. And so that is where you see a lot of the karmic energy in the chart and the energy you see that you have over poured into and why balance is needed. Mm-hmm. And so another aspect of the birth chart that you could really see this dynamic of karma is through the elements. I think the elements in astrology is not spoken about enough. They're mm-hmm. huge. They're alchemic. This is literally where people become the magician in their birth chart and so if someone is depleted in a certain element let's let's go into them you have fire um air earth water and these four elements are the key ingredients to this entire reality anything that grows needs a combination of all four okay so you need a combination of all four and sometimes we don't have it sometimes people are born with no air they're born without water they're born with you know a little bit of everything your job is to get control of that your job is to supplement yourself if you don't have air right how how can you help yourself process information logically speaking talking how can we work through that because if you don't someone else is going to do that for you you cannot mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot manifest a well-rounded recipe being depleted in one energy and so because the universe is always wanting to balance and you are an energetic field the universe is always going to throw you air. So you're going to be like, why am I attracting so many air signs? You know, I just want to be fire around, you know? Wait, and that makes because- so much sense. Because <laughs> I think like, even though I have like a Scorpio Mars and a Cancer Moon, like water is my like less intense element in my chart. And I literally have 80% of my friends with cancer placements. Like 80% of my friends oh. are cancers or have a Cancer Moon <laughs> or have a Cancer Rising. <laughs> And I also just like thrive when I'm like in the beach, in the water, swimming, all of that. 
or drinking Absolutely. a lot of water. <laughs> and so these, these energies around you are supporting your emotional process, your water, your intuition. And so for some people who are not comfortable with their intuition and their natural psychic abilities, they'll outsource it. But what, what's scary about it is that if you're not in cahoots with your own water, you're not going to trust your intuition. And so you're going to be asking people for their intuition. That's a no-no zone, right? It's like giving away a good chunk of your power. And so all of a sudden people are generating your intuition or just, you know, the same goes with any element. If you're not thinking for yourself, you're going to ask people what their thoughts and ideas are. And all of a sudden you're not thinking within your will. And so to me, this goes into the alchemic nature and the soul contracts that evolve because the universe will pause you. It will stop you until you get a balance of your elements because you're not a complete recipe. You cannot manifest a mansion without an element, essentially, sometimes for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, or one that you're happy and fulfilled with. Whatever sure. success means to someone. For you know? sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's really, really, really well put. And, you know, I think that that's really important because luckily, like I would say my birth chart is pretty balanced. Like I have a lot of every element, but there are some people that are like all water, like all yeah. water. And so yeah. for those people, I would imagine, you know, the process of alchemy, the process of like understanding the elements, understanding who is different than you and like, how can you tap into that yourself and finding that balance. And I also think that the theme of balance, the theme of duality is very present in astrology, right? Both in the fact that every sign has an opposite, that every house has an opposite, that everything has the other flip side of the coin. Every sign has a light and a shadow. Mm -hmm. And that, as you said, right, a lot of soul contracts and karma in astrology is really just about finding that flip side of the coin, finding that inner sense of balance for the things you lack and also like for the things that you probably overdue absolutely and I also want to throw in that I'm making it sound really easy but troubleshooting <laughs> your <laughs> troubleshooting your elements is actually really painful okay oh, yeah <laughs> that, that's the that's the blockage and trauma that you have to work through because what happens is if your water is low you're gonna have blockages and emotions and feelings and sharing how you <laughs> laughing like, like awkward laugh because like <laughs> I know. now I'm not saying this is you no right? but it is but, or, sometimes or, <laughs> okay we'll, we'll talk after <laughs> Just up. but that's the you know for someone who doesn't have air they're like well what what's going on with the throat chakra it's blocked why are you having issues speaking what's going on there what's the pain behind that what's happened within your lifetimes that it, that part of you became wounded so here you go going into a healing journey of finding your voice of finding your intuition of finding your feelings and it's not fun it's hard it's sad it's you know pain that we have to work through and then you go oh this is why I got so unbalanced like you know so it's it's not as easy as I'm making it sound that was my point because a lot yeah. of times like oh I'm just gonna outsource this but no it's it's the work behind it but very fulfilling and you end up becoming the magician from the tarot card okay yeah. the magician from the tarot card is holding all the four elements using it as his toolbox right he has all these four 
sigils. And so that's the goal for everybody is become the magician of your chart. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about, you know, what other people are doing and how they came into their magician because you have your own recipe. And that's another really strong point that I like to say in astrology is there's no such thing as competition. Yeah, I think you make a really important point also for like my community and like people hearing this because I think a lot of people in their 20s and in their whole lives, honestly, struggle a lot with comparison. Mm -hmm. Like it's a human thing to do to just like compare your journey to someone else's. Like if someone else is like maybe farther ahead in a certain area of life than you are or like a certain thing you want to achieve, they've achieved already. And I always come back to this, like in the sense that to astrology, that, you know, every person's birth chart is so different. And so the way that the current transits are happening is affecting every single person differently. And like, that's usually how I've thought about it. But in general, you know, it it also comes down to like, your chart is your uniqueness. It's your recipe. Stop trying to add an ingredient that is missing Mm -hmm. in your recipe. But mm-hmm. that like maybe is existing in someone else's right now or like it doesn't apply mm-hmm. to you. Like figure out your own recipe, like figure out what you need, not what, like someone else is doing and like having that right. be your baseline. Like how do you right. tie that in to astrology from your point of view, like the topic of comparison and all of that? It's huge. The only competition you should have is you five years ago. It's the only competition. Nobody nobody in this whole world, not even your siblings or cousins started at the same zero point as you did. So it's mm-hmm. actually really ridiculous if you say, well, I want to compare myself to this heiress who was born in Tumulin. How? Right? No, that's that. That's not accurate. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not. And so the only accurate goalpost you can have is you a year ago. You two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you two weeks ago, that's the only competition because mm-hmm. that's what you have control over. You know, mm-hmm. even even people in your same age group, it's like you you don't have the same family life. You don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the same nothing besides the age group. So it's the best way to just completely be a disservice to yourself by saying, I'm going to compare myself to, to this person you know and you want to consider your blockages you know where's Saturn in your chart and you know there's a lot of people who have like for example Saturn in Capricorn and they so strongly aspire to have a business and to be entrepreneurs and it's it's hard for them even though they have a really strong desire there's a lot of things to move through and then you're looking at a younger generation who's like walking into a new set of um work opportunities and they just skyrocket into having a job that's stable and really secure and etc it's easier to compare yourself how come they got it so good and I had to do all these kind of hoops and dances to come into my career was that that's that was the plan so again yeah I really agree to only compare yourself to yourself in in this world in this life because it's not fair it's not we're all starting from the same yeah 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 exactly exactly i love that hope you're enjoying this episode and if you are and if you've been loving the podcast 
I would be so grateful if you took a minute of your day to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And I am coming through with a little special gift of gratitude for those of you who do that. So if you head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I will leave the link for that on the show notes if you're listening on Spotify or any other platform. So you can head over to Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review and you take a screenshot of the review before you hit send and email that screenshot to contact at thecarolinalifestyle.com, I will send you a free connect with your divine feminine meditation that I created. I'm so excited about this meditation. It's a combination of breath work visualization and affirmations to help you align with the highest and best version of yourself so again if you write a written review on apple podcasts snap a screenshot of it before you hit send and email it over to contact at the carolina lifestyle.com i will send over the meditation so that is all and let's go on with the episode can we elaborate a little bit on saturn and, you know, we were just kind of talking a little bit about like Capricorn in particular, for those listening who don't know, like Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Traditionally, um, in traditional astrology, Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. But can we just talk a little bit about Saturn as a planet in your astrologer studies and viewpoint? Like, what does it represent? How can we work with Saturn? Yeah, so Saturn is huge right? He's huge in this, in this reality, because this society and this reality that we live in is a hologram of Saturnian principles. Okay. So we use the Saturnian system to create structure here on earth. And (laughs) Saturn has a much more occultic lens. And out of all the planets, Saturn magic is really strong i'm gonna get a little bit occulty here but saturn magic and venus magic is what projects the the hologram here and so saturn becomes a planet that you can't really ignore and you have to work through his rings to accomplish anything and the idea with saturn is that he it's it's where we come into challenges right the purpose of him is to develop integrity discipline right honor because those are all qualities that nobody can take away from you. Nobody can be like, well, she's a piece of shit. And you're like, so you walk with integrity. Nobody can discount that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what happens is the more that you work with him, the more that you work with Saturn, the more that you come into your own integrity and discipline. And you can't question it. You don't question. In a sense of integrity. like, you know, you're saying like, I did my best. Like when you put your best foot forward, when you do your work. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's the work that you put into it that people cannot ignore, right? People can't ignore the, the tracks that you've placed on the, on the sand. So Saturn requires um, structure. He requires goals, grounded energy, discipline, um, determination for you to keep going and climb the ladder. And eventually that's how you master things and it also he also represents time so any anytime you're working with Saturn 
you're not going to get a quick payout. It's an investment deal. Okay. And you're mm. plugging in for here, five, 10 years, any real time Saturn work you're doing, you're going to see the results in five, 10 years. Okay? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm literally like having this whole like moment here. Yeah. Cause, um, <laughs> Uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know this, I have Saturn basically conjunct my sun. Like I have a sun zero degrees Taurus, Saturn five degrees Taurus. And both of those placements are opposite by Mars and Scorpio. And then I also oh. have an Aries rising, which means that I have a Capricorn midheaven and a Capricorn 10th house, which you do too. Um, mm-hmm. So also like Capricornian saturnian energy in my career so i'm just here absorbing all of this and thinking about how to <laughs> accurately process it i i know it's so much work you're like how am i gonna move this big old mountain yeah i want to look at your chart now <laughs> go through it all but yeah um and so the idea with working with saturn is that the more honor you put into the challenges that you're coming into you're rewarded with skills and you're rewarded with ultimately security because Saturn rewards and heavy, heavy, heavy. And um, you're talking about a legacy that cannot be tainted essentially because you've, you've earned it, you've claimed it. And whatever this legacy looks like for people, it is what you're striving towards. Now there's people that don't do anything and they kind of just, let the pressure of Saturn consume them. And this is my other kind of point with Saturn, how this dude is getting, he's, it's ruthless. This energy is ruthless. Like if you don't work with it, it, it doesn't care. If you end up in the street and talking to a wall, it doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's the tough love that Saturn brings. And um, it can yeah. be a scary place being on the dark side of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's like a lot about at the end of the day, it's like, how are you showing up? How are you putting in the work? How are you taking responsibility? How are you holding accountability for what you do? How are you disciplined with your systems and your structures and your goals? And I think that's really important. I always think about, for example, my Saturnian energy is like, I feel like it was so strong when I was younger, even more so than Mm. it is now. Like I've always been like, the type of person like I was a great student I got A's but I always was like taking active notes having beautiful study guides spending hours at the library like really putting in the work and then I like did really well was like top of class like all of that but like it wasn't because I would just like go to class like have pay attention and get A's like I'm in a smart person but like I have to put in the work to really get results um, and mm-hmm. I really, really like see that as like a perfect mm-hmm. example. Um, but I think that sometimes like I tend, and especially recently, I feel like I've had a hard time like figuring out what I want or like setting specific goals. And then it's really hard to tap into the Saturn and tap into the systems that I want to create, structures I want to create. And I think I have been struggling a little bit with Saturnian energy in the sense of figuring out like, dude, you gotta be patient. Like, as you said, like you have to expect it to come with time to come in five years or 10 years and it's not immediate. Right. And so you have your Saturn in Aquarius, right? I have my Saturn in Taurus conjunct my sun. Oh, Saturn in Taurus. Okay. But the transiting Saturn is in Aquarius right now. 
Yes. So going through your south node. Yes. So Saturn and Taurus, the change. So we need to address the change, right? What's the change you're, you're saying later to? Not now, later, right? And with Saturn being over the south node, it's shaking you out of detachment and asking you to plug into the heart. So that change is coming in in discovering your your heart chakra. Now, that the north node in Leo is a fun one. You get to be a child, right? You get to be exciting, passionate, fun, creative. And it, to me, is a testament on how even though you have you have a more what people consider fun life path, it's still hard. <laughs> it's like it's still it's a hard. journey. It's hard yeah. to go to those of the south node, right? Yeah, because you're breaking patterns. And so the journey, you're on the journey of plugging into the heart and the creativity of you. And so inner child work is really critical. You bring back Carolina at five years old. What was she doing? Right? What yeah. was she playing with? What was she imagining? You know, I what 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 kind of <laughs> I need to find some like home videos and just watch that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um because I've been thinking a lot about it I mean when I was little like I was so I've always been so creative like I would be like drawing for days like writing little books and like making drawings and like dancing I like loved when my mom like filmed me and like my mom's a photographer so like I loved when she would take pictures of me and like that's like what little Carolina loved (laughs) and natural entertainer that's what I mean you're a natural entertainer and what shocks me is that I have not met a person who did not know um, what they were going to do in this lifetime at a young age. We're not confused. Children are not confused. Yeah. And it's the adults around them that go, wait, your light is too bright, essentially. And I'm full of shadows here. And so the adults begin to shut down the light of children, especially within, you know, wherever the little kids go to learn information and where they're at for not eight to what is it eight to three p.m and Uh so all of these systems are meant to shut down this light and then you go well you've been taught that your light was wrong you've been taught that it's not it's not it and that that's your compass and then you go into this life supplementing what you already knew so that I think that's why it makes inner child healing so hard because you're like, bitch, I I fucking knew all along. I knew yeah. all along. I was never confused. I was five, six, seven years old performing, getting my pictures taken, allowing myself to be seen, and all of a sudden, it got shut down somewhere down the line. And this is true for every single human being, unless you're being raised by someone, a parent who's incredibly conscious and allows you to stay in your light and not shut it down because it's hard kids are so much work for parents shadow work and (laughs) I'm experiencing this raising a little girl and um it's it's so easy for me to overpower and stop her light from shining because I need to get an email sent out you know and I work so, so hard to not shut her little light down because that's her compass. But it's it's shadow work for me. You know, I'm taking the shitty end of the stick where I'm like, oh, well, why am I so strung up on sending this email out? You know, what's my shadow work? So I can let her be bold and 
and, and courageous little light that she is. And so, yeah, can you imagine how many parents don't do that? They'll be like, you're, no, you're being annoying. No, okay, no. Yeah, just be like, no, it's things. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have things to do. And they begin to shut down the light. And so inner child healing for a lot of people is, is a big thing. It's a big journey and experience. And for myself too, it feels almost like a little bit of betrayal. Like, wait, why did someone ignore this part of me? I was like spilling the bags. <laughs> I was feeling, you know, yeah. and, um, completely you, you kind of you kind of feel like okay we gotta we gotta revamp from here and yeah. rekeel all this stuff yeah mm-hmm. and I think there's obviously a lot of unlearning that goes along with that and like figuring out what was conditioning like what did I learn that is still useful like even though like there is a part of the process that disconnected me from the original light and like the original guidance that I had as a little kid it's like in the last like 20 30 40 50 years like there's a lot of other things you learn so it's like how do I integrate all of that with like that original guidance that I already had yeah wisdom oh it'll come if you give yourself permission to be that child again in my opinion it troubleshoots itself right yeah because Carolina now as the adult is able to keep Carolina at five years old safe and so you end up co-creating with yourself yeah, it's so funny. I think I literally saw a TikTok about this yesterday or today. I think it was earlier today. And the person was just saying, like, the person you are today is the person your inner child, like the five-year-old, four-year-old version of you needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, 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 it was a TikTok I saw earlier today. It was like a little like meditation TikTok, but I was like in the treadmill. So I didn't like actually do it, but it was basically like a visualization of essentially visualizing like some of your hardest moments as a little kid Mm -hmm. and then how you today would show up in that moment or like how can you look at that moment in a different way things like that that's huge that's huge and that's a that you could spend a whole month doing that kind of meditation that's huge you know shout out to tiktok for doing their algorithm (laughs) i've never seen a video like that yeah it's powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you after. Yeah, for sure. And something else I, I want to dive into with you too, some future predictions. Um, So I would love to hear, like, I don't know if you've already looked at like the astrology of 2023 or not. So if you have, I would love to chat a little bit about next year. I know next year Pluto will enter Aquarius <laughs> after mm-hmm. a long time in Capricorn, which is going to be a big shift. Uh, so I would love to know if you've already kind of looked into that. If not, we can chat about other types of predictions. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not super big on public predictions, right? Just yeah. Because I, I, I say that because I'm, I want to give the, the Luna podcast an exclusive because otherwise I, I don't really go into it um, because it can cause a swirl, I feel. Yeah. But do I have them? Do I see them all the time? but for 2023 yeah I've I've dabbled into the year and you know there's going to be big transitional um the start of a new empire is how I would word 2023 so I don't think we're going to be seeing full results I think we're just barely going to be brushing up on the holy shit moments like this is what we're doing direction And what I think is monumental is the idea of community. I think right now we're barely scratching the surface of what it means to 
walk together in unity. And so things like online social activism and social media activism is gonna take a, an entire different shift and begin to formally shape itself. And so the idea of bringing back community to the, to the point where it supports the neighbor and it's not questioned and it becomes the backbone and pillar of a society. I think those are the foundations that we're going to start being laid out. It's a process, right? It's a really big process, mm -hmm. but it's kind of where the people begin to value one another and, and how the team is able to make change. And I kind of want to take it back to, you know, past means present, right? The idea of community back in the day was always about you're as strong as the weakest link. And so people would not let them, would not let their neighbors fall because that meant the integrity of the entire tribe. And so when one person had a problem, it was everybody's problem, right? Because we need everybody strong. We need everybody on board playing. And so when one person went through a monumental journey, the whole tribe stepped in. So, you know, the idea of when someone would get sick, not the person wasn't even allowed to be sick on their own, right? There was a community around them. If one person got sick, there was someone cooking, someone taking care of them at bed. There was someone supporting them um, emotionally, energetically. The tribe stepped in when the person couldn't. And the tribe just went by doing that energy work. It's like unspoken Reiki that they're doing. And the mm -hmm. person has a, a bigger sense to live because it's like they remember their role in the community. And so what I'm trying to share with that is that not even what happens now when we get sick, you, you mm -hmm. stay home by yourself, right? And this is like, regardless of the pandemic, but even before then, oh, you're sick, we stay away. You know, go through that yeah. journey yourself. Good luck. <laughs> we'll Uber some soup to your front door. No, that was not, that was never okay back then. It's like everybody would oh, gather around the sick person and support them. Same thing with mothers, same thing with women giving birth to babies. They wouldn't do that journey by themselves or much less than the hospital. They had an entire tribe outside waiting to honor that little baby and assign them roles and and get to work and so that idea I think is going to be huge it's just barely starting in 2023 of uh -uh, we need to work together right we need to come and find un unity within us and community yeah. is everywhere community is in your local neighborhood community is online community is much bigger than we think so basically we're we're going to stop being strangers to one another I like that a lot name. yeah yeah for sure I think also it's really interesting like what came through to me as you were saying all of that is like us all coming mm -hmm. together when it comes to like the earth like mm -hmm. our planet the climate like all of that I love that. Yes. And this is perspective from Taurus, right? And then Uranus and Taurus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so you hit a really good point is what's going to piss all of us off enough. And it's going to be our earth, our world. Hey, yeah. let's not do that. Hey, can we not? Can we not just throw our trash there? 
it's so much more beyond that. It's, can we take care of the water here? Like, that's important. <laughs> or can we take care of the resources we have? So yeah, I think that's going to be a huge point that's going to get enough people to, um, to come together. And also I think children, children's going to be a big deal, taking care of them and honoring their lights, right? We go into the opposition. We need to take care of earth and we need to take care of the people who are going to um, carry out the future and that's our children so a big focus is going to be there too for sure yeah and that kind of ties into what we're you know talking about earlier which is preserving their life preserving like children's natural inklings and their beauty and their magic and not kind of like indoctrinating is not the right word but like conditioning everyone to think mm-hmm. they're supposed to be the same or they're they're supposed to be something they're not and like, yeah and that, like help them be conscious beings yeah that's huge and that's also a beast of a system and that's why the community would need to get together to just kind of figure that out sort it out yeah so <laughs> which would be in like decades to come uh, yeah we're going to be chipping at it. And Pluto, just to consider Pluto in Aquarius, he's so slow moving that you only see the effects in the later degrees, like what we are experiencing now, that he's at 26, I think, or 27 degrees uh, Capricorn. Well, barely now, we're seeing the result of it. <laughs> so even when he goes Pluto into Aquarius, we're going to still be seeing the dismantling. And I think that's when we're going to be seeing more of the transformation so it's going to be blended energy for sure yeah before going into the full stream of queen vision yeah um definitely so it, it's gonna take some time but you're still gonna get those whiffs and waves of of bringing the people together in some format yeah yeah interesting a lot of food for <laughs> thought there um and then one of my last questions for you before we do some rapid fire is You've mentioned you've worked with thousands of people, hundreds Mm -hmm. of people. What lessons have marked your path as an astrologer? And like, what have you learned from all of those experiences that you bring into your life today and that have shaped you and your perspective? It's kind of a broad question, but. Yeah. You're essentially asking, what's the common denominator in 6,000 people or so that I've that I've worked with right what's the common denominator and I think um what one of the things that really stands out to me is demystifying themselves and so coming into a place where there is no mystery and they get they can get answers because a lot of the times people feel that the information of themselves is hidden from them right yeah. and their own information is not available to them because of other systems and structures that they um adopt so co- one of the common denominators i see is hey i just want to demystify myself i, I want to hear it all right what what is what is what is the gut of me and the information that i need another common denominator is the idea of fulfillment and wanting to better themselves. So it doesn't matter 
where you are in life, what cycle you're in, what phase you're in, people that you would assume are entirely successful are still looking for fulfillment. And so there's a little yeah. bit of peace in that. There's a little bit of peace in knowing that you are doing the right thing and striving towards growth, but then also knowing that you're never going to stop doing that. That's the purpose of life. So your last breath is to grow. And yeah. so just working with retired people and people who own their own businesses and people who are barely starting off, you know, up and coming influencers who, who are barely getting grit in their work or you go into a retired CEO, they're all looking for, hey, what's fulfillment? How can I bring deeper meaning into my purpose? Yeah. And, and I think what's so important of that is that, well, this is what I want to say in regards to the different scales and scopes of people in the world, is that success in your career or something of that nature is not the be-all, end-all. Because there is such a thing as being karmically born into wealth, okay? And so you, I've seen it. People have it all and they go, but I'm not happy. So the idea of success is not placed on what you have and what you've accomplished even. It's in the fulfillment. It, it's in how I've grown as a, as a soul, mm -hmm. as a person. Mm -hmm. Finding fulfillment. So Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so funny I feel like I, I I've been thinking about that a lot recently which is just realizing that like even the people who you think on the external are like killing it like so happy like when those people express vulnerability and maybe share like I'm actually like not very fulfilled right now or like I'm actually not yeah. loving what I'm doing etc it almost gives you permission to admit to yourself that maybe you're not feeling fulfilled or to feel less alone in your pursuit of that fulfillment, which can mm -hmm. feel hard, right? It's feeling right. like, I love this. Or I love what I do, or I feel purpose with what I do. And a lot of people don't show that. A lot of people don't show that side of themselves where they're like uber successful and they're asking really personal, like the questions that I get asked are like, you would never think that. You would never think that a person of this stature would ask a question like this. But, you know, we all have pain. We all have wounds. Yeah. yeah. So that, it's fascinating to me. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like we could literally talk for so many hours and get so deep for so long. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have you come back on the podcast again sometime Absolutely. soon. But I want to do some rapid fire questions. I do this these questions okay. with every guest so just answer intuitively whatever comes through <gasps> okay. to you so okay. the first question is do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by karmically it's yours I like can to you elaborate that. on what that means <laughs> um yeah really essentially it, it puts you in the magician's board where you go, everything you've ever really wanted is already yours. Because the things you desire are already in your blueprint for the most part, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I like to say, karmically, things are already yours. Yes, love that. Very on brand also. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, next question is, are there any books or resources that have, you know, shaped your experience that you would recommend to anyone listening if they want to dive in deeper into what we've talked about today? Oh, books. Um, so I think if anyone is wanting to learn about astrology, I really like what books, what books? Sagittarius so, Queen that... probably has read a million books, I would assume. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, too many, too many books. I'm like thinking, where would it go? So I think if anybody is wanting to learn about astrology, a really nice book that I like people to I send them to is by Kevin Burke. Um, I think the language and how it's written is so digestible in regards to astrology. So it's understanding the birth chart uh-huh. by Kevin Burke, understanding okay. the birth chart. And I think it has, um, it's a nice segue from the romanticized version that we all know into the staples and the core of values that the planets and astrology and all that has. So but what I did with that book, um, I essentially printed out my placements, put it, put, like taped it in the front of the book and wrote the thing back and forth, underlined it, highlighted it. And I did that twice. And it was the starting point of a lot for me in the journey. And actually another piece of advice, instead of really sharing a book, um, if, if anyone is interested in learning the world of astrology, don't go to Amazon and buy the books. We look for the older ones. Mm-hmm. Look, for the, look for the older ones. Go to your bookstores. Go to... Um, online libraries that have older renditions of astrology because that those are the books that have the juice Ooh, I have to read one of the older ones yeah. I have never yeah. so everything on Amazon is pretty recent rewritten modernized and unless you want that kind of information then go for it but if you're trying to get traditional like timeless information I would go to those older books that are not even in print anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> That's like a really good piece of advice. And then mm-hmm. what makes you feel like your highest, best self? Um, Being organized. Okay. Well, I have Saturn in Capricorn. <laughs> so <laughs> being on top of my shit, I'm like, yes, you're living, you're arriving, you've arrived. <laughs> yes. So whenever I can sustain a, a whole week within schedule and just within order, I'm like, you're, you're bossing up it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely, yeah. And I think, well, I think my progressed son is also in Capricorn. So definitely honoring um, the structure is, is what really go get Ooh. a Chanel bag. Yeah. No, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, I've been feeling like this Virgo season. I've just been trying to organize everything. Yes, and it's been, it's been a vibe for sure. And then last question is, if someone did not hear anything, they did not hear this whole conversation and they just heard this part, what would you want to leave them with? Don't give up on yourself. I think you're worth it. And nobody's going to fight for you harder than yourself. So step into it, I think. Amazing. (laughs) Love it. And so for anyone listening who maybe could work with you, find out more about your resources or just ways they could learn from you where can they find that 
How can they work with you? Just plug yourself and share all the resources. Absolutely. So I just recently officially launched my mentorship. And that mentorship is really designed to karmically work through the chart and cross off karma, like I said, because there's no such thing as um, getting rid of karma. You kind of just have to cross it out, right? So that mentorship is designed to help people notice the patterns and how to kind of move away from them and and bring honor to their higher self and just gain the ultimate direction. And again, it is such strong work because it sets you up from the world and everybody and you're so clear on your mission and confidence is the result because you're not looking at celebrities for direction, right? You're looking at your, liter your literal stars. So that's that mentorship is something I'm really, really proud of and anyone can join if even even if it's once a month twice a month or weekly and otherwise private readings are always available and the the hot ticket is a private session and us talking about your astrology and what patterns and coils you have within yourself and all of that is on my website priyasamai.com it's just my name very simple priyasamai.com and then I have a really active TikTok um, woo woo. that I'm like super focusing on. I know TikTok is crazy, crazy, crazy world, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> and everything is basically under Briasamai. So TikTok, Briasamai, and Instagram is Briasamai too. So Beautiful. you'll find me there. Love mm -hmm. it. I will have all of that linked in the description. I just want to say thank you. This has been such a good episode. I'm so happy you were able to come on. And for anyone listening, if you guys are looking for more support with astrology, I highly recommend booking a reading. I need to book another reading with you and just like continue diving deeper. So yeah, honestly, Caroline, I'm so happy to be on and just being a part of your world and community. Like it really does means so much especially having worked with you for a good chunk of time and just seeing your growth and progress like it inspires me it inspires me because you're doing it you're doing it all and you're climbing into the work that you do and one of the things I was so happy and proud to see is your series on women and menstrual cycles like yes so on brand and we need these conversations Again, it's like we need these conversations and nobody else can do it the way you can. It opens another wormhole of, can you believe that women don't know how to manage something that happens to them once a month? So it's a big deal. And mm -hmm. it's really important and valuable work. So just watching yeah. you and everything you're doing and accomplishing and killing is amazing to me. So I'm so proud of you. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> blushing. Thank you. Now that means so much. I'm so grateful for you. So I'll make sure to link everything in the description. Thank you again. And I hope you come on the podcast again soon. Absolutely. We will be in touch, girl. Yes. Yay. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.